It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Coming to you from the heart of Silicon Valley, this is CUDA Confidential, the official podcast of the San Jose Barracuda, AHL affiliate of the San Jose Sharks. Now, here's your host, Nick Nolenberger. Our latest guest is in his 11th season of professional hockey and his second within the San Jose Sharks organization. He went from an undrafted free agent, weaving his way through multiple levels of professional hockey, including the CHL, ECHL, and American Hockey League, before he finally got his first opportunity in the NHL with the Sharks during the 2016-17 season. Since that point, he has played over 120 games in the National Hockey League and over 100 in the American Hockey League during his 11-year career. With that, we welcome in Barracuda goaltender Aaron Dell. Deller, first of all, thank you so much for the time, but we appreciate you hopping on. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're back in San Jose, and this is really the organization that you began your journey at the NHL level. You broke into the NHL back in 2016-17 with the Sharks. You spent a handful of years with the Sharks. You bounced around in a couple different organizations, but you're back. You're back in the Bay Area. You're back to now what you call home. You've bought a house here. You've got a wife. You've got a young kid. What is it like to be back in the Bay Area and kind of back to where it all started for you? It's awesome. You know, it, like like I said, it feels like home. And, you know, my my wife is from here. We got a house here now. It's it's great with the baby to have, uh, you know, her parents and an extended family around as well. I want to ask about the kid. Jax is your son, your wife, Nicolette. It's, it's, it's a whole different world to be a parent and you're going through it right now and just the balancing act, but what has been the most enjoyable part about being a dad so far? Uh, I think just watching him, him learn stuff and, you know, you can, you can kind of see the the thought process a little bit as he, as he does stuff. It's just such a cool thing to, to watch him kind of grasp onto a concept and then uh, kind of go through the process of, of learning it and then applying it like uh Today, actually, he he crawled uh, a regular normal crawl for the first time. Those are the little moments, too, you remember, right? And did you did he kind of blow up? You're like, no way, he's crawling. What was kind of the reaction? I was in the other room, and uh, Nicolette was, uh, was out with him, and she was yelling at me. She was like, come here, come look at this, come look at this kind of thing. And I, I ran out and uh, checked it out, got it just in time to be able to see him finish it up a little bit. And she she got it on video, fortunately, so... I think she actually just posted that on Instagram. We talked about this a little bit casually, and I asked you, do you see your son maybe playing hockey in the future? And you weren't so sure if he was going to be a hockey player in the future. So is it going to be one of those situations he can do whatever the heck he wants, or is there anything you're going to push him towards? What's the plan for little Jack? Uh, I mean, I'll give him the opportunity if that's what he wants to do. But, you know, whatever whatever he's interested in, I'll try and give him the best opportunity that I can. And, uh you know, that's kind of the way my parents did it with me. And my dad played hockey too, not at a, at a very high level, but uh, he, he gave me the opportunity to do it. And that's, that's what I wanted to do. So he let me run with it. And I think that's, uh, 
probably the way I'm, I'm going to do that as well. He can, he can do whatever he wants to do and I'll support him as, as much as I can in whatever that is. I think that's a perfect segue. Cause I, w- I want to talk about for you where it all began. You grew up just outside of Calgary. Obviously Canada is the epicenter of the sport. It's almost a religion up there. So the fact that you ended up playing the sport and falling in love with the sport wasn't totally out of the question growing up where you did, but going all the way back to that time, how did you become a goalie? Because there's always that teetering point for people who play hockey when they end up choosing to be in between the pipes or whether they choose to be a defenseman or a forward. When did you make that decision? How did you end up choosing to be a goalie? Uh, when I, it was happened when I was about seven. I was, I was playing center at the time, actually. And uh, I, my dad would wake me up in the morning to go to, to, go to practice. And he'd be like, hey, get up. It's, it's time to go. And I'd be like, am I goalie today? And he'd be like, no, no, I don't think so. Not today. He'd be like, and I'd be like, I'm not going. So I, uh, they signed me up to be a full-time goalie the next year. And uh, the rest is kind of history with that. It seems like every goalie, once they retire, Yevgeny Dabakov is the perfect example. They never want to throw the pads on again, and they all want to be goal scorers. And Nabi is that exact way. Do you feel like it just never quite leaves you, even though you end up playing goalie full-time, that you still kind of have that urge to, to score goals? Yeah, I mean, it's it's fun to score goals and you know you, you don't really get to have that that side of it as a goalie and you know you're basically just playing straight defense for uh for your whole uh whole career. It's it's kind of like playing baseball without hitting. So it's you finally get that that chance afterwards a little bit and you're like I I just want to put the puck in the net instead of keeping it out. Have you ever tried to go for a goal or maybe you've scored a goal? Have you ever attempted one or scored? Uh, I've, I've tried a couple of times. I, most of them have got knocked down. I hit the post in, in sharks training camp, actually the last year I was here. And then you're thinking, once you do that, it's like, you're that close. You might, you might as well keep trying. Right. Yeah. The, the but, opportunity doesn't come around that often. So you got to take it when it does. It really doesn't surprisingly. So it seems very very rarely that a goaltender even attempts it, let alone has an opportunity uh, to even even try to score. Going back to the time as a young kid, we talked about it up in Calgary because you had family coming, and I asked you the question, did you ever want to play for the Calgary Hitmen in the WHO? And you said something along the lines that I was never the strongest kid, never the fastest, not the tallest, and certainly wasn't physically ready to play in the WHO. You played in the Alberta Junior Hockey League before going on to the, the college level. Were you always one of those guys that just a little bit of a late bloomer that physically you weren't maybe as, as big as the rest of your group? Was it one of those situations or was it just the fact that you weren't six, three, that you didn't get an opportunity to play in the WHL? Yeah. I mean, uh, when I was younger for like the, the WHL draft and stuff that year, I was only like five, two or so. And, you know, the, I grew a bunch of, a bunch the next, the next year or so. So I was, I was a little bit late when it came to that. So I, I didn't get a lot of looks, you know, but at that time. So I, I'd say, yeah, I was a, a bit of a late bloomer. That's why with the, the college route, it worked out great for me where I got those extra few years in before uh, pro hockey came around. So you end up at North Dakota, which is a premier collegiate program obviously did you know anything about the program before you got offered and then a follow-up question off of that the recruiting process how do you end up landing that opportunity uh well I was I was having a good start to my season in in Calgary and in the AJ that year and you now I got approached by by a couple schools and uh 
I started kind of doing my research at that point. I didn't really know that that was a a great option for me at the time. So I kind of started looking into that and, uh, you know, I, I kept talking to, to North Dakota. There was kind of, there was a handful of schools that kept, uh, coming in and out and I'd, I'd see occasionally, but you know, they, they seemed to be the most constant at the time. And then, uh, you know, they, they flew me down for, for a visit. And, uh, I had, I had already committed at that point before I even visited, but, uh, you know, they were kind of the first ones that were that were serious about me, and I, I really liked the uh, the uh, staff that was recruiting me and stuff like that. So uh, they, I really liked what they were about as an or, as an organization. So uh, I committed before I went on my visit, and then uh, I got to go go down for a visit and check it out and stuff like that. And it was uh, it was amazing. They've they've redone everything now since then to make it even better. But it was it was amazing then still. I was talking to Luke Johnson about this and he's from Grand Forks, grew up a huge fan, ends up going to college there right after you. I believe he went in there the year after you graduated. Yeah. But he said the town basically just revolves around hockey. That is the number one attraction in the town. Was that a big selling point when you went there that this is what it's all about? And you are, you are again, are, are the show and what's the biggest attraction in the town? Yeah, it, I mean, it, it did and it didn't uh, in the fact that like, it, you know, they're, they're a huge hockey school like that, where like, that's, that's the thing that kind of drew me in as well as it's, it, that's like the thing to do there where like, you know, I've, I wanted to, to use this as a step to play pro hockey and that, you know, I wasn't necessarily in it for the, the schooling side, like a lot, a lot of the guys, you know, are, but uh I, I never finished my, my degree fully and, and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I've, I thought I had, uh, you know, a, a feature in hockey and I wanted to use that as my, my step there. So that being a, a big factor was, was true. Yeah. It's, uh, that was kind of the, the selling point for me as well as that it was, uh, you know, it was very hockey focused. And it's a great background because, you had the vision that you thought you could play professional hockey and you took a very windy path to get to the highest level was not certainly a straight line, but you had the conviction that you could play professional hockey. When did that seed start to plant in your mind? Cause you mentioned when the WHL draft happened, you were five, two. So when in, in your mind did it start to crystallize that this could be something beyond college that you could pursue really as a career? Uh, it, it happened kind of my, my sophomore year. We had, you know, we had a really great team that year. We ended up going to the frozen four, but, uh, I kind of, kind of found my game that year and, and stepped in and, and took over the, the starting job that year. And at, at that point, I kind of, uh, I was starting to realize that I, you know, I could have a, a solid future in it. And I got invited to the Montreal Canadians development camp after that season. And that was kind of, uh, a cool experience and uh it was that was kind of a, a point where i was like okay this this could be you know a, re- a real option now i want to ask because you lasted the three years and then you begin and, and embark on your professional career were you jonesing that much to to get to the professional level because you didn't start in the american hockey league you started in the old central hockey league so how did that all come to be i know they were, they were bringing in uh 
a couple new goalies. Like, uh, like I said, Clark Saunders came in from Alabama Huntsville that year and they were bringing in, uh, Zane McIntyre Gothberg at the time, who was, uh, coming in from junior that year. And, uh, it was, it was kind of that, that point where, you know, I might, might get pushed out a little bit. So I was like, you know, this, this might be the time to, to make that step. And it just, uh, just so happened that the, the NHL locked out that year. And, uh, you know, I've, I started off in, in the central league that year, but, uh, you know, we saw some NHL players that were there. Uh, Alec Martinez was, was on our team for a little bit and you know, David Schlemko was in Arizona and it was, it was still a good league, you know, at the time. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, kind of a, a crazy, uh, step into kind of learning the, the pro hockey way of life. It's a, it's a big change from college. We're talking to Barracuda and Sharks goaltender Aaron Dell. What was the biggest change, would you say, between the college lifestyle and now being a pro? Because, again, you mentioned some guys maybe who were NHLers who were in that league, but it still is a far cry from the National Hockey League. Yeah, I think, the you know, in, in college, you have all the same guys on your team all the time. You know, they're all, they're all brought in, recruited and everything, and they, they're there for, you know, so many years and, uh, I think the, the, the pro side, you get a lot of guys in and out guys are getting called up, sent down and guys signed to, to PTOs and every, everything all over the map. So you kind of have a, you know, a different group all the time. You have to get to, uh, to know people really quickly and, and kind of build those, those bonds that you need for a team to be successful. And that was, that was one of the biggest things I noticed you, you're not with the, everybody all the time and also uh you know college you'd have you know your classes you go to practice after you come back you get your your rest of your school work done get ready for the next day whereas the the pro level you're kind of like go to practice do your work get ready for the next day take care of your body eat properly all that stuff where it kind of really focuses you on the the hockey side of things as a job more so than in college. It's almost an, an extracurricular. So the one year in the CHL, you won a championship. I, I know it's something that you still hold near and dear that experience. What do you remember about going on that run? Allen had some great teams in this, in the CHL and then even in the East coast league when they won some championships, but what do you remember about that time? That was, that was the first one they won. Like I always remember that, but also, uh, you know, it was it was kind of crazy. I know we had a, a line brawl that I ended up getting getting involved in for uh, that was early in the season. But uh, yeah, the that was one of the coolest moments uh, of my career. Is we won Game Seven overtime to to win it all. I think that's probably uh, one of the the coolest feelings there is. Who was your dancing partner in the line brawl? Do you remember? Uh, Christopher Westbloom. He was on uh, uh, Fort Worth. That was maybe the the real wake up call that you're in pro hockey is all of a sudden you got line brawls going on. Yeah, that was, that was pretty wild. What do you remember about winning the championship in the sense that you're in the net 200 feet down the length of the ice, the pucks in the back of the net in overtime. What do you remember about that goal and the celebration? Was it eject helmet thrown off gloves? Like, what do you remember about that? Uh, to be completely honest, I don't even remember. It, it was just kind of one of those feelings where like I was, I was in the net. I saw the puck go in 
and then don't remember anything until I was in the pile afterwards. That might have been the fastest I've <laughs> skated in my whole life. I don't even remember. So the next year, you basically spend the full season in Utah in the ECHL. And then you finally get your first opportunity in the American Hockey League. So you're within a league away from the NHL in 2014-15 with Worcester. You pop off. Did this confidence just kind of start snowballing for you when you accomplished the CHL, won a championship, and then you have a great year in the ECHL, and you finally get an opportunity in the AHL, and you have great numbers in that league too? Did it start to kind of snowball for you that you belong? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, the year in Utah, I, I got called up a couple of times, and that was uh, that was really, really great for that. I got to practice with the American League guys and, and kind of get a feel for what that league was like. And I did get six games, I believe, with the Abbots for Heat at the time. That was kind of my first first taste of it. And that was kind of where I was like, yeah, I, I can play in this league. Like, I I. I can belong here. And then, you know, I got the the chance the next year I got to come to the NHL training camp with, uh, with San Jose and then uh, went to the, the American league training camp in, in Worcester and got a, a good feel there. And it was, uh, yeah, I ended up back in Allen that year for, for a few games and then ended up back uh, in Worcester for, for most of the year. And just, uh, that was kind of a, a cool experience to be able to, to actually come in and, and feel like I belong and get some wins and uh, just feel good about it. So the next year, the team moves from Worcester to San Jose. And I'm sure amongst the league, there was rumblings of this specific division. What were your thoughts when you were thinking to yourself, huh, we get to go to California and play. Even if I don't make the NHL team, we're going to be in California. What were your thoughts uh, about the move and coming out West? I, I, I think it was, it was a great move at the time. I was like, I was thinking, you know, there's guys getting called up and stuff like that. I was like, why, why would you have your team as far away as possible? And, you know, I think it was a, a great opportunity for everybody having a team in the same city. And it was just, you know, you get to be kind of under the, under a microscope a little bit with uh, the big club being right there and that, you know, they can, they can see everything, whether you're, you're doing well or not doing well. It's uh, kind of a little bit of extra pressure, but also, in a good way and a bad way. What do you remember about the 16-17 season? So the Sharks are coming off that Stanley Cup run. James Reimer was the backup goalie. He departs in free agency. So it's really up to you and Troy Grosnick to win that backup job with the Sharks. You win it. You kind of run away with it. But what do you remember about the competition, training camp, and realizing there is a job open with the Sharks, and this could be mine? Yeah, I mean, uh, they they definitely left it open. and. I, I knew that coming in, uh, I talked with, uh, you know, the, the staff in, in the previous year with the exit meetings and stuff. And they kind of gave me the, like, you know, this, this is what the situation is right now. And, uh, you know, you can, you can step up and, and do this. We'll, you know, we'll give the opportunity to the guys within the system to, to step up and, and try and take the job. And I, I basically was like, you know, this is, this is going to have to be my, my best summer I've, I've had, and I'm going to have to, to do the work and, and show up ready. And it, it seems that I did. <laughs> yeah, it works out. You made the team as the, as the number two goalie behind Martin Jones. And I believe you made a, your NHL debut against the Islanders. I'm assuming the game was in Brooklyn, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was. What do you remember about your NHL debut and realizing that dream? Uh, 
it was it was kind of crazy i had never been there before it was my first time in in new york at all and uh it was kind of a a crazy crazy situation we we played a you know a handful of games before that and uh i hadn't played uh, anything yet and got put into tanny or anything and there's they gave me the like you know you're you're going tomorrow be ready and i was kind of like at, at the time i was like okay just like get ready whatever and just play it like another game and you know i think it took probably a couple of days to to sink in that i that i did actually play that game at afterwards but uh yeah, it was it was pretty crazy i mean a lot of a lot of big names in in the lineup at the time Tavares was in uh was with the islanders and we had jumbo and patty and bernsey pav those guys i'm like wow I'm, I'm on the ice with all these all these guys right now and it was a, a pretty cool experience. Did you sleep much the night before finding out the day before? Yeah, I, th- I, I think I did. I, I can't really remember now, but uh, I've, I was definitely pretty excited for it. But I, th- I think I kind of just just pushed it aside a little bit in my mind to be like, no, it's, it's just another game and just have to uh, come in and, and do what I can do. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. And, then uh, kind of the next uh, the next day or two, I think I was a little bit more flustered about it. I was, I was like, wow, that, that actually happened. When was your welcome to the NHL moment? And maybe it was the first ever starter. Maybe it was in the locker room with a guy like a Jumbo or a Pabs. But when was that moment where you thought, wow, this is it. I, I'm in the NHL. I think it was probably uh... – probably the first road trip, which would have been that, that same one kind of, you know, you get on, on the team plane and, and fly out food on the plane, stuff like that. And, uh, that was, that was probably the, that first moment for me. I was like, wow, this is like, this is what it's like to be here. Kind of, that was, uh, I think that was probably the first, uh, first feeling of that for me. You've kind of built this reputation for your style amongst the NHL and amongst goalie circles even going back to your time at Worcester when you had the neon pads, are you, is that something that you really enjoy kind of designing the pads? When did this thing come to be this like artistic inspiration with your goalie pads? Oh, yeah. I've, that's, that's kind of part of the reason I wanted to be a goalie in the first place. You get to have the cool gear. And, uh, you know, uh, the first couple of sets I had were, uh, you know, me and the, the guy with, with the Brian's, uh, company we kind of decided you know what what we were going to do together and then uh the the other goalie i had my first year in junior in the aj he uh he went to school for uh graphic design and i, I reached out to him i was like i want to do something custom uh, what do you think and you know he's he was a goalie himself too we were always kind of on the same page with the the style that we liked so I reached out to him and he's like, you know, let me, let me uh, see what I can come up with. And then uh, he's, he's kind of designed them all for me. He gives me, you know, you know, like a bunch of, a bunch of different options of, of what he's thinking at this time. And I'll, I'll pick out the one I like, and then he'll, uh, he'll dial it up a little bit. And, you know, I'll be like, you know, maybe if we do this here a little bit and he's, he's pretty good at taking the, crappy vision that i have and and turning it into something cool 
So with the masks, you've taken on this scarecrow type look, at least during your time with the Sharks. Where did that inspiration come to be? And is it your same friend who assists with that? Or is that more of the, the mask painter who has come up with some of those ideas? Uh, that actually started with him as well, too. I did it in college the first time. I was like, I, you know, I want something that's, you know, kind of the same that I can I can modify slightly, change colors and stuff that I can bring to anywhere I go. So he he drew up my initial one that I had in in college and then the one that I had for Alan as well. And then I've kind of gone from that point. I've taken those initial kind of drawings that he had and I've kind of given them to the the painters and been like, I want to do, you know, this general design and then, you know, kind of tweak it each year, change it a little bit and. Yeah, it's kind of just evolved throughout with the same general idea. So going back to when you were seven and you made that life-changing decision to be a goaltender, who was the goalie after that point that you idolized and really tried to maybe model your game after? Uh, I don't know if I necessarily tried to to model it after anybody. I was a big Patrick Waugh fan as a kid. I had I had a bunch of you know posters and and things up in my room. I really liked Mike Richter as well, uh, Felix Poffin, and kind of you know those older older kind of legendary goalies. So I I was more a big fan of a lot of a lot of different guys, but not really one specifically. Is there any current goalies that you still look at maybe and pluck things, or just have a ton of respect for that are in the NHL? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of great goalies in the league right now, and it's uh, it's kind of ignorant to say that you couldn't learn anything from any of them. So, uh, you know, there's there's stuff that you can take from from pretty much anybody around here, and if uh, you know if you can learn anything that works for you, pick it off of anybody, whether it works for for everybody or not. You know, everybody's got their own style and stuff like that. So, you know, sometimes there's something you can pick from this guy and something from that guy, and I, I try to, to do that as much as I can, where I can get a, you know, a little bit from everybody. So now that you're at this point in your career, you've played a long time of pro, you've been in the NHL, you were in the NHL already this year. If you were going to talk to a young kid, a young goalie, a, a kid who wanted to play the position and wanted to advance their career, what little piece of advice would you tell them about the position and about just their journey and, and what you could bestow from your, your career and your time playing the position? Uh, I've, I've been saying this for years now, but uh, Jason LaBarbera actually gave me a piece of advice uh, the year that I was coming out of college. And it's the same piece of advice that I, I always pass on. And it's stick with it. It's not always going to be good, but stick with it. So a follow-up off of that, was there any moment during your time in the quote unquote minors where there was a little seed of doubt in your mind or was that always there? And that maybe motivated you. Was, were there times where you're like, what am I doing? You know, am I ever going to make it? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's always times where, you know, things are, are tough. You know, the, the road trips are kind of grueling and, and stuff. And, you know, you get injuries and things like that where you're like, what am I doing with my life? And, you know, is this is this really worth it? And you know, but then then something else happens where you know you have you have a great game or something like that, and uh, you know get get called up. Well, 
whether it be for, you know, just come sit on the bench for one game or if you get to play and stuff like that. And it kind of just revitalizes that, uh, that hope and keeps you going. Looking at the current Barracuda roster, there's technically three goalies on the roster. At least there has been throughout the year and they're all a little bit different. But what has it been like working with a guy like Etu and a guy like Strauss and being the elder statesman in the room of the group? You, you are the experienced vet now at this point in your career. What is what has this season been like? I, it's it's been good so far. They're both both great guys, both great goalies, and you know they're they're pretty pretty different. They, uh, Mackie's pretty quiet, keeps keeps to himself a lot. So I, you know, I have to reach out to him a little bit more but uh how strauss i can i can have a conversation he'll he'll come over talk to me a, a little bit more but uh yeah it's it's good i think they're they're both promising young goalies i think they they both got great careers ahead of them and uh you know it's it's exciting to watch them you know grow and and learn and, and get better as well one final question for you strauss very very stringent with his diet he is particular what he's eating he wears those orange glasses when he's looking at his phone he doesn't want to mess up his eyes do you ever want to tell him mix in like a hot wing or something or like have a burger <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know uh, with that but uh no, i i know he's he's gluten-free i asked him about it the one day he said that, you know he hasn't had it in in seven or eight years or, or something along those lines. And you know, at, at that point, you know, you're kind of, kind of scared of what it'll do to your stomach. So I, I've, I feel that a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's always in good fun. You gotta, you gotta mess with them a little bit, you know? Totally. Totally. And you know, he's got an interesting path to this point as well. There's some parallels I feel like between you two and your careers. I mean, he's very young in his career in terms of, of just kind of embarking on his professional side, but it, it's taken him a little bit of a windy path as well. So it's been fun to watch the goalie room. You guys have been off to a, just a tremendous start. Whoever's in the net, it seems like the team has a good chance to win, but uh, fun hearing your story. It's been fun having you back in San Jose. I know everybody's been excited to have you, but I appreciate the time and best of luck moving forward. I know Sharks fans, Barracuda fans alike have been really happy to, to have you back as well. So thank you again for the time. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been a presentation of San Jose Barracuda Hockey.